in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome back to the Soulful Leader Podcast. I'm Marin Oslak and I'm here with Stephanie Allen. And this week I was inspired. I really wanted to talk about the damage that we do to ourselves, each other, and our planet, everything around us with this idea of perfection. And the word itself is actually misused. And that was something that that uh, one of my spiritual teachers has continued to share with me is the fact that the word perfection actually means wholeness. So I went and looked it up. And the Latin root derivative is actually complete. So it does, it means wholeness. And we don't think of it like that. We think of it more of something to attain. We're supposed to be perfect. So three things happened to me in succession. One, I watched a wonderful movie called A Little Chaos. And there's a scene in it. She the woman in it talks about the fading of a rose and it's an analogy for the fading of beauty. And I know in, for myself and in this culture, it's something that's very taboo. We do everything in our power to not let our beauty fade as if it's something that's wrong as if it's incomplete. And if you get a chance to watch that movie, I highly recommend it. And then my mom had She's a beautiful potter and she had gifted me a bowl for our dogs and one of them broke. And so she sent me a little thing that said, look into Kintsugi, which is the Japanese art of repairing bowls or any type of pottery in order to make them a piece of art, essentially. So it's like bringing back the or recreating something beautiful. And then the third thing that happened was I was reminded of a wonderful scene from Goodwill Hunting where um, Robin Williams talks to um, what is Damon. Thank you, Matt Damon, about perfection, essentially. And so those three things conspired in my mind. And I decided, hey, Stephanie, we're going to talk about perfection. <laughs> You know, and for, for all of you that are out there listening to, I just, you know, especially women in particular, um, just because I can speak to that because I am one, uh, you know, I'm in my 50s going through, uh, have gone already gone through menopause and this having a two year pandemic of not being able to have my hair done. I know it sounds oh, very right. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I, I, I will admittedly tell you that I have literally colored my hair since I was probably 12 with wow. the original sun in that would make it turn like orange <laughs> from the sun <laughs> to having the pandemic going, you know what? I really want to be real. I want to be authentic. I don't want to mask who I am anymore. I want to allow myself and my imperfections to be okay, to let them, because I am, I'm a real human being. 
And I have since let my hair go completely gray, which to my delight is not nearly as shocking and as bad as I thought it would be. At least that's what my hairdresser would tell me is like, oh, no, no, you won't want to go there. So much so that I had a wonderful client and friend of mine in the other day who, after uh, having our hour session, came back up to, to, to ask me a question saying, is it okay if my hair goes white? And I'm like, I thought your hair was blonde. It looks blonde to me. She said, I thought your hair is blonde. I said, no, it's totally white. <laughs> we hadn't even seen really the physical. We were actually so connected and immersed in our hearts and, and stories of, of connection that we missed that outer part. And I think that's really what we're talking about today, Marin, is that we have been so indoctrined in the physical form that we try to hold on to it. We're not, we're going to suffer. That's what the whole idea of attachment in the Buddhist thing is that when we're attached mm. to something, we will suffer. And how do we let go is that we need to drop in much deeper and to connect to the sustenance of who we are and why we're here, which then transcends the outer. So I, really I, I think that's what we're talking about. And even how the perfections and Leonard Cohn, the great musician from Montreal, you know, that, that one of his, his lyrics and his songs is like, you know, the crack is where the light gets in. Like that's actually where spirit or where our soul, where our light can really truly shine. And that's what connects us. I love that. And when I was looking up the, the art of Kintsugi and I'm probably pronouncing it horribly wrong and I apologize. Um, that's related to the art of Wabi Sabi. And I would love to read something to you about that. So Right here, it says that it pertains to the Zen ideal of wabi-sabi, the concept of embracing imperfection. It means finding pleasure in aged and worn objects and value their blemishes as beautiful. It also relates to other Japanese expressions, which mean regret wasting something and to free one's mind and accept change. And that's what you were just talking about. That's exactly what we exactly. were just, and I thought there's an entire art that's devoted. There are several of them. There are four different concepts all in Japanese, right? <laughs> that are it's, all related to so, this to what we're talking about. It's so fascinating how we try to hang on to like our physical, our physicality of our youth. And I'm talking about our own physicality, but even, even the physicality of our outer world too. In, in the way of things is like, oh, I don't want it to change. I don't want it to be different. And, and that creates such suffering instead of watching the evolution and the evolving unfoldment of who we are, instead of making it right or wrong or good or bad. It's like, what a mystery. Like it's the unfolding of the mystery of becoming the art of becoming. I do love that. And I actually see two tracks here. One of them is the holding on to something that like, Say, for example, in the movie that I was talking about, the one was talking about the fading of a rose and how we assume that that means that it's done and it needs to be tossed. Right. And then there's the other piece of like having broken that piece of pottery and there's these imperfections. And so when there's an imperfection, oh, we should toss it and get something new, a new shiny object instead of how can I fix that and how can I fix it and make it beautiful? Exactly. exactly. And one of the, like you just said, like the Leonard Cohen um, lyric, the, the breaks are where the light comes in. Yeah. I, I would 
Did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, on that? I was I was listening to a podcast the other day of a really great man who started um, kind of a self-realization way of being and, and being very loving and kind to herself. And he said, you know, really our, our imperfections are our passport to evolution. Mm. Meaning that if you are not aware of the things that are imperfect, you'll, you'll kind of stuff them. You'll stuff them. You'll shame them. You'll, you'll, you'll do everything you can in, in this world to hide them instead of saying, you know, this is an area that I'm really working with and I'm struggling with, or, you know, that, that actually, that openness allows your heart to open and allows you to connect. And it also allows the light to come in to lift you. And I love that. I love that. It's like, you know, Brene Brown talks about the art of vulnerability that we have confused it of saying that being vulnerable is weakness when actually mm. it takes extraordinary courage to acknowledge where we are feeling vulnerable, scared, lonely, disconnected. And that actually is what does the opposite. So when we, we say I'm afraid to be alone or I'm afraid to, to, to not be perfect, that's what allows us to connect. And I think, you know, what you mentioned about the, uh, the, the movie clip with, I was just going there. I, was I like, think That's it's a, a good time to leader. share it. Yeah. <laughs> share that because it, it, it's just, it's so, it brings a smile and it opens my heart when I, when I hear this one. Yeah. So this is um, Goodwill hunting with, uh, Will oh, and no, nope. it's with Matt Damon, Matt Damon and Robin, and Robin Williams. Williams. <laughs> All right. I went on a date last week. How'd it go? It was good. You going out again? I don't know. Why not? I haven't called her. Christ, you're an amateur. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry about me. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But this girl is like, you know, beautiful. She's smart. She's fun. It's different from most of the girls I've been with. So call her up, Romeo. Why? So I can realize she's not that smart that she's fucking boring? You know, I mean, you don't... This girl's like fucking perfect right now. I don't want to ruin that. Maybe you're perfect right now. Maybe you don't want to ruin that. But I think that's a super philosophy, Will. That way you can go through your entire life without ever having to really know anybody. <laughs> My wife used to fart when she was nervous. She had all sorts of wonderful little idiosyncrasies. <laughs> you know, she used to fart in her sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry I shared that with you. <laughs> One night it was so loud it woke the dog up. <laughs> <laughs> she woke up and got like, oh, was that you? I said, yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she woke herself up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's been dead two years, and that's the shit I remember. <laughs> it's wonderful stuff, you know? Little things like that. Yeah, but those are the things I miss the most. The little idiosyncrasies that only I knew about. That's what made her my wife. Oh, and she had the goods on me, too. She knew all my little peccadillos. People call these things imperfections, but they're not. Oh, that's the good stuff. And then we get to choose who we let into our weird little worlds. You're not perfect, sport. And let me save you the suspense. This girl you met, she isn't perfect either. But the I love that. I do too. Isn't that amazing? I love that. And why we put so much time and energy 
hiding it, whether we're hiding it from our employer or our client or our friend or even those we love so dearly. It's like, that's actually like, like again, Leonard Cohen says, it's where the light gets in. Hmm. Those are the things any, I mean, it's a, it's such a joyful scene. And then he brings it back around and he says, and you know, she died two years ago and that's what he remembers. You know, and he also said something really interesting in that line too. He's like when uh, Matt Damon says, you know, he, he hasn't reached out to call her and because right now in his mind, she's perfect mm. and he doesn't want to spoil it. And how Robin Williams turns it around and says, you know, maybe, maybe you're thinking you're perfect right now. Right. And you don't want to spoil it. And it, isn't that true? So like, it's like, you know, when we're not comfortable with our own imperfections, what we will then do is not be comfortable with somebody else's imperfections. We'll actually shut them down and it stops. It creates barriers. You know, the great mystic Rumi said, you know, seek not for love because we already are instead seek all the barriers that you've put up against it. Seek mm. and, you know, seek and find all the barriers that you've put up against it. Meaning if we don't look within our own self of like, where are we not comfortable with the imperfections? Where are we not comfortable? Because that's the doorway to love. If we can, we can unveil those within ourselves and we can make peace with them and love with them. Then we open our hearts and our conversations and our lives to those who might otherwise always remain strangers. It's, it's a, it's a doorway to greater intimacy. And to me, that is hope and beauty and, and evolution of humanity. Like when we talk about how it all interweaves in with, you know, the toxicity of what we do to our minds, to what we do to our bodies, but it's also what we do to each other and to our planet. We can stop this so beautifully with love, with kindness. I think that one of the things you said of, you know, it's like when we can value ourselves, we can value the things around us. And so if I can value my idiosyncrasies, my little cracks and fill them with gold, which is the art of Kintsuki and invite, you know, laugh about them and, and have joy with them and be like, yep, that's my idiosyncrasy and that's okay. And then now it's, as you said, it's easier for someone to be with me with their own idiosyncrasies and, and own foibles and their own cracks and they can maybe fill their cracks with gold. You know, it's so interesting. You show me pictures of the pottery and I invite anyone to go and look those up because it like the before, you know, it's, it's quote unquote perfect. And then it gets broken open and, and then it's put back together with this incredible gold. The, the new and informed one that's been broken open and then re-put back together. It's so it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And I remember, I remember living in Los Angeles and I, one of the things that I hold sacred to me are dishes that I inherited from both my grandmothers actually. And I love those dishes. I love them. And <laughs> It's the oddest thing because it's like the thing I've carried around for like 30 years. I just, wherever I move, I've taken these dishes. Everything else I've gotten rid of, all the furniture, all the other stuff. I carry these dishes, which are like the most fragile things, right? And when I moved to Los Angeles out of uh, Alberta. um, By the way, Stephanie. Yeah. That alone (laughs) is so heartfelt, right? So just as a moment to point out to you what I heard is I bring the most fragile things with me uh, because they're closest to my heart. 
They absolutely are. And from my your gra- family. My grandparents, family. my grandmothers were so kind. And when I think of like, again, reflecting on the aging of the feminine, the feminine body, it's like, I think my grandmothers were the most beautiful people and with their mm. eyes, the sparkle in their eyes when I was a little girl and crawl up in their lap and how soft they were to hold me. And one of my grandmothers read to me all the time. And it was one of the things I got to do in her deathbed was to read her love poems from God. It was the most sacred, heart loving, touching thing I could have ever given her because she gave it to me and I was giving it back. So yes, right there, those dishes that were so fragile and yet so much means meant so much to me. When I arrived in Los Angeles, the box came and they were smashed. They were smashed. And I remember sitting down and crying and grieving because I had put into those dishes what I thought were my grandparents, my grandmothers, Mm -hmm. right? And so I did what most people do is they just pick them up and toss them to the garbage. And I'll tell you, it was just a short time later (laughs) that I went somewhere in some sort of high-end boutique in, you know, Los Angeles, and they had taken the fragments of these beautiful china, and they had made a mosaic with it on this table. And I'm like, I could feel a regret of like, oh my God, oh my God, I threw those out. I could have, I should have, I would have, you know? Mm. And it was such a, a very clear message for me. It's like, my, I will always carry the memory of my grandmothers with me in my heart, whether they're in dishes or not, but to know that we can, we can upscale things. So when things are broken, relationships, items, (laughs) homes, whatever piece of ourselves, that when we can acknowledge them and grieve them and, and look at the value that they've given us, when we bring them back together, they will be new and improved and a work of art. That it doesn't have to go to a landfill and just get covered over and ignored because it still exists. What if we could recycle it? And I don't just mean recycle, I mean repurpose it, reignite it into something absolutely extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And celebrate it. That's the way I feel. Of like, even if I'm not upcycling it myself, if I can celebrate it and be grateful and thank it for its you know, usefulness in my life. And then pass it on to somebody else or or allow somebody else to upcycle it. Some of the people, oh my goodness, I watched a guy take a, a, a sofa that had been thrown away and create the most beautiful thing out of it. And I thought, oh my God, I would love to be able to do that. And I know it's not mine to do in this in this iteration of life. And I'm so glad there's people out there that are doing it. And that's exactly that's really it's like, can we see past? the need for new and our old version of the word perfect and see to the wholeness. There is a wholeness, especially when something is broken, there is a wholeness. And what can we, how can we make that a piece of art, that wholeness? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, isn't it art and heart? closely mm. together and you know one of our teachers always says you know art is high art <laughs> the heart is high art yeah. so you know just i have this wonderful i would love to just you know this could be a really great thing to kind of wrap up what we've been saying Marin. um this comes from hazarat Nayak khan a great sufi mystic and it's a story of a persian a persian story and it writes that Once I had no shoes, I had to walk barefoot in the hot sand, and how miserable I was. 
Then I met a man who was lame, for whom walking was very difficult. I bowed down to heaven at once and offered thanks that I was so much better off than he who had not even feet to walk upon. This shows that it's not a man's situation in life, but his attitude towards life that will make him happy or unhappy. Yeah, those are very sacred words. Wonderful. So I would invite all of our listeners to take a moment this week and find the thing that maybe they've discarded or stopped using because it was broken. Find the value in it, find the beauty in it, donate it to someplace or fix it up with some some gold paint and make a piece of art out of it. Who knows? Find the beauty and the, the wholeness in yourself and in the things around you this week. Such a wonderful gift. Thank you so much, you all. And may the light get in. Let our cracks be our sacred passport to love and connection. Yeah. Enjoy the imperfections. Laugh. We'll see you all next week. Thanks so much. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.